Welcome to Rich Conversations. Do you remember AOL? Do you remember the chat rooms of AOL? ASL, age, sex, location. <laughs> our experiences on the internet and our interactions with its culture will indicate our age and the subgeneration we belong to really more than anything else. Culture is driven so much by technology. This episode has been over like 20 years in the making. I finally met my seventh grade AIM girlfriend in person. Her name is Kelly Morin, and she lives in Miami. So we recorded this in Miami. It's so fascinating, and we'll get into it in the episode, but how we met as teenagers, and we spent countless hours in front of the computer instant messaging each other, and we were a part of each other's lives. And, you know, we this is like the, the frontier of the internet and uh, culture is often driven by youth or it's almost always driven by youth. And so we were young during this period of this digital environment that hadn't existed before. We're kind of the guinea pigs. We talk about like our generation, the millennial generation's legacy in pushing the internet forward. Where's the, where's the internet culture now and where is it going? And how does one live life with purpose and meaning in the 2020s decade? So we caught up and, uh, you know, we've taken such like different paths and, and they came together in Miami. And we recorded this in Key Biscayne and uh, it was, it's, I wouldn't say surreal. It was very ordinary at the same time because we're just two human beings and we're two human beings who experienced our youth in this digital environment, like I said, and uh, we finally met I- IRL in real life. So uh, you got to listen to the story, how we met, and just what what our lives were like back then, what were we doing, and, and what has driven us to where we are now. So quite a unique conversation. Again, we recorded this in Miami, in Kelly's apartment. Uh, yeah, this is fun. You can follow Kelly on Instagram at QT. Kelmo. Now, let's begin. Welcome to Rich Conversations. This this is going to be one of the most interesting episodes I think that we'll have. This is this is going to be special. This is uh, a long time coming. This episode has been 20 years in the making. 20 plus. 20 plus. Uh, and it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be great. Welcome, Kelly, to the show. Thank you very much. Why don't you introduce yourself real quick? I, I am Kelly Varan. I, should, we talk, should I say how I met you, or should we wait for that? Um, let's get into it. Yeah. So Kelly, Kelly was my AIM girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Back when I was in like... Circa 2000, <laughs> Y2K maybe, Y2001. It's just like, yeah, like 2001. This was like 6th, 7th grade, tw- 2001, We lasted a while. And we might have went into 7th grade. 6th yeah. and 7th. So back back in the day, kids, there used, <laughs> there used to be this thing called AOL. And the best. This is... And this is what I wanted to talk about on the episode, too, is like where technology was, where the internet was during this time, and like how, how like open and wild it was. My, 
my memory of it is I met your sister, your older sister, in a chat room. So, so this is AOL. This is like the dial-up days where you had to use, you had like an internet connection and you often would get, at least this was my experience growing up in like rural Wisconsin, in cereal boxes, there'd be AOL CDs. And you would, You're so right, I forgot about the CDs. Amazing. You would, you would uh, download these AOL messengers or internet onto your computer and you'd have to like use the, the uh, phone connection to get on the internet. And then once you're on the internet, it's like this web of information and things you can do. And there would be these, part of AOL was like these, these chat rooms. Yes, the best part. So, so get this, strangers could all enter this chat room and then just start talking. Like, like a text message thread or, or I don't know what you would call it now, but like Slack or I don't know. And then to start off with, when people got into the chat, people would do ASL, ASL. which means age, sex, location. <laughs> what more do you need to know than yeah, ASL? Come on, let's get straight to the point. Age, sex, and where are you living? And <laughs> I, met, I met Kelly's sister in one of these, and then she allegedly. introduced me to you, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, and then we started talking, and then, then she was my girlfriend for a while. I, and, and back in this day, a, a, AIM or AIM, whatever you want to call it, you would have these screen names. And then you would have like this list of contacts, and you would see if someone's away or if someone's like available. And then you just like message with them. And you could have your, your computer screen just filled up with these boxes. And we would just like, that's how we spent our time. Yes. And like Kelly and I would just have these conversations. And granted, you were in Wisconsin, uh, I yeah. was in Pennsylvania. So we were dating, but like via the internet. And, and, but I yeah. wouldn't date anyone in real life. I don't know if you cheated on me. I mean, or does that count as cheating? I don't, I don't know. I, I was 12 and exactly. I was really into girls. Yeah. But I was, I was certainly committed to you yeah, virtually. Same, same. That's for sure. Um, but here's the thing too. I thought she lived in California. I lied. I catfished before catfishing was identified as catfishing. So we're, the, th the things we're saying now seem kind of crazy, but like there weren't these terms for, and we were talking about this earlier, it's like there weren't terms like there are now. It was just like new and the exciting new and wild. And yeah, and, and it was so awesome to us that you could just talk to people all over and then build these connections and relationships and to me uh being in wisconsin and all my friends you know i was dating a california girl and that was <laughs> apparently i wasn't so sad i'm but, so very sorry about that you know like so i'm that's kind of where culture comes from in america from or in america is like california and you have this Absolutely. this image of you know or new york yeah well, these, these California girls and like, you know, so surfing. I'm yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm pretty cool to my you friends. I got a California girlfriend and we would just spend. That's what like we did as teenagers at each other's houses is we'd be online and then just like talking to people. And then it was the golden age of the Internet, in my opinion, yeah. because 
it was special. You had to be home or in a specific location to log online. It was, now it's in our pockets. Yeah. We're always online. We're always connected. There it was like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to get in my chat room and I'm going to message my boyfriend yeah. about whatever we, our day or making up day as I did. I made up days. Yeah. I would pretend I was a surfer. You weren't my only victim. Like, you, I dated you and I got to know you and everything, but yeah. like, I would always tell people I was from California. It wasn't personal. I yeah. just wanted to be from right. California. And that was the beauty of and then, the internet. And then the she eventually play. moved to California. Exactly. I manifested it. But, yeah, it was role-playing for a lot of yeah. people. You didn't have to be yourself. Yeah, and that's, that's what's so fascinating about it, too. But I think it's cool that, like, you could say the internet is this other space where it's not necessarily real and you're saying that you like made up this persona or role playing yet here we are physically 20, 20, 20 years, years later, later and this is real is it not like yes. we're we're here physically and the connection that you build and then we just kind of like observed each other's lives and we kind of generally know what been up to we and were then... pen pals but I mean I don't know how we connected after because just MySpace maybe and then that led to Instagram or Facebook and then Instagram Facebook and then Instagram yeah, yeah. so we followed each other Throughout all through life. those platforms the, yes. the progression of the internet in our our like also projection but it, meeting people online and stuff you can just kind of get lost and you know oh I talked to that person at that point and you know, yeah, like, I have people that I've lost that I still think about sometimes that I was very yeah. close with via the internet. Yeah. And I wonder what Where they, they are, are now. Or, yeah, what's in, going on. And now, like, I'm in your Miami, <laughs> your Miami apartment space. Out of all the places we meet in Miami in the world, like, we, it's, I, yes, I'm so happy. Yeah, to be let's, here okay, so let's too. track this. You grew up in Pennsylvania. Yes. But she was in California. Exactly. And then I moved to Chicago, and I've stayed in Chicago, but you moved to California. I did, when I was 18. So you lived in Los Angeles, and then now you live in Miami, and then I'm visiting Miami, and I was like, hey. Fate has connected us. Yeah, so here we are. And What was your life like at that time? Uh, in Pennsylvania? Or like where? when we were like messaging each other, what was going on? Was, what were yeah, you interested in? I was new in? in middle school, so that was a whole thing. From because obviously I don't know if it was the same in Wisconsin, but we had elementary schools were smaller, and then once sixth grade hit, you would go into the middle school and just combine with all other kids that were your age. See, we didn't do that in the country because I was in the country. Yeah. It was just like K through eight. Yeah, that was it. that was it. You only had a small school where yeah okay yeah, and then we go to high school, and then you kind of feed. You have that. Yeah, I get the shock of, I don't even know, it just, it's hazing. But the good thing is you can become a different person. So I was like all about being popular and because that's yeah. what we grew up with, Disney Channel and Clueless and all that stuff. Yeah. So I was really into that and um, just kind of rebranding myself, as we say now, when I was <laughs> 12, all about the internet. I did love my anime. So I thought that you and I met in an anime chat because I would go in and like, I don't know if you've ever heard of Tenchi. No. Okay, it's, it's old school anime. I don't even know if you can find it anymore, but I would go and like... I distinctly know that we did not meet <laughs> through an anime You're, chat. I thought you were an anime fan. Okay, because in sixth grade, it was sports and girls. That's all I was interested of in. Of course, yeah. That's, well, I didn't anime, really like sports Except you. Except me. Uh, but like, I was into sports. I wouldn't have been aware of like an anime chat. And that's what's so cool too is like, and especially now, everybody can find their own 
whatever they're into, Yeesh. but yeah. So then you moved to California. When I was 18, I could not wait to get out of Pennsylvania. And the thing that, why I said California, it's not just totally lies, although it is, but my mother and father met in California. They lived in California. My sister was born in California. And then they moved back to Pennsylvania before they had me because they wanted to be closer to family. So okay. we would go visit California and I would be in shock that this place existed and we didn't live there. Why did you move from here? So yeah. I just always, and again, like you said, it was the peak of culture yeah. in those times and it still kind of is that to, yeah. to be a Californian. So that was like what I wanted. So I just would make up this little life and then yeah. I, I actually connected with you and it was kind of too late to change it because I was, yeah. So. See, but you knew, you knew, I think, this is what I, I feel like I'm, when I talk to like younger people, is like, you know, you know like kind of who you are and what you're interested in from a very young age. And it's like whether you have like the courage and the fearlessness to kind of live that and pursue it, right? And like you knew from a very young age, like California or like now you're in Miami, like you know, you knew inside you something that you wanted to pursue or go after Absolutely. in a way, right? You're drawn to it, what, what you're meant to have and experience. Yeah. But something about going back to the whole catfishing thing is in those times it was different because we didn't have uh, our online profile photo or anything. All there was to go off was yeah. literally a screen name and you could imagine anything. So yeah. like, I would make up what you looked like in my head. I think you sent me one photo, I don't remember. No, I've but, sent photos. Yeah, but we would fantasize and like, just like, so of course we yeah. had our dream relationship when we were 11. So it was about the substance of conversation. Exactly. <laughs> it was, I missed that. Uh, what was your screen name? Oh God, I had many, probably limited to girl or something or like XXQTKills, XX, that was one. That's that's probably the one. Yeah, what, what was yours? I forget. Written. Mine was always the same. It was just TC Jaguar 027. Oh, I remember, I just got a feeling of butterflies. I'd see you sign on, it's like poo-poo. Yeah. TC. But I mean, I'd wait for you to message me, hopefully. Yeah. I played it right. Yeah, that was, it's such an exciting time. It's like, the internet was, was so different. Um, and you know we were talking about this earlier on the way here is like we in a way were the first generation to experience the internet and while it was around like in the 90s like millennials experienced the internet at a time of youth and that's when like culture really blossoms or, or goes in a whatever direction it may go in character building yeah it's spurred by by youth and so we were kind of the first generation to bridge the the analog and the digital world uh what do you think like our generations i, I don't want to say legacy but like role when we're looking back what what do you think our generation's kind of like impact will have been in the frontier of the internet. Well, and again, I said this a little earlier, but I do think, like you said, we were the first wave to, of like kind of an experiment of having the internet in your home, the CDs that brought life, AOL. 
But I think, yeah, we were just the guinea pigs. And when we are probably 30 years from now, even a little older, we're going to look back and say, in my day, even now we're saying, yeah. we have the CD and you download it. Yeah. But it's, I, don't, I think... And it comes in your cereal box. Exactly. <laughs> the best. I think that, um, I don't know. I think we'll just get lost in the chaos. I don't know that we really meant anything to the online... Now, when you say guinea pigs, like that makes it seem like someone was like up top controlling what was happening i don't think they were yet at that time yeah. necessarily it was more of a yeah. free wild west yeah um but they because it was so successful with us that's kind of why it evolved into what it is now so maybe we're the the catalyst of modern society how did aol fail are they still around it just it, it is what it is like blockbuster now it's netflix soon netflix will leave and it'll be something else tesla now it'll be the next like it's just they're gone. I think they're around, actually. I've seen rarely, like, someone at AOL.com. You're like, really, bro? You got to let it go. <laughs> but I don't know how they failed. It's sad. Yeah, it's... I, I don't know if it's sad, but it's like... Business. Well, it's just, it's just interesting how something can be such a, like, massive part of society and, and culture, and then within 10 years, like... Dissolves. It's like out of people's minds, MySpace. out of people. MySpace, MySpace was the pinnacle of society, the center of the world. Everything was about MySpace. And now it's what? What's that? Or even Zanga, Xanga. Did you have that? I did not dip my foot into Zanga. It, it felt like the poor man's version of MySpace. It, I mean, I knew Zanga before MySpace, I think, but it was more of like a, a journal. You could type things and say, today my oh, mom God. said, wish you were never born, or like these dramatic things, and you never... Whatever. So it was more like a blogging. Exactly. It was blogging. Okay. Early blogging. And then MySpace was like, here's my photos. Yeah. But I can connect with anyone on MySpace. That's where like the DMs were in, uh, originated. Direct messaging. Yeah. MySpace had this very like, uh, we would look at it now as toxic. The top eight. <laughs> the top eight. Oh, <laughs> God, so much drama stemmed from the top eight. Uh... I was I was pretty particular in my top eight. You had to be. Yeah. Now we did we followed each other on MySpace. I don't know. Were we? Because there was a few years where we lost each other. We probably broke up. Yeah, we broke up. I was angry. You were mad. How could you lie to me? Like. (laughs) I don't even remember like how it happened or. You were never mad. We were just kind of like we aren't living in the same town. And I think someone asked you out or something, and you were like, "I'm gonna go out with someone here," and it was like a mutual parting, but we were still. (laughs) friends so yeah what a what an interesting time yeah what a time it was we're lucky we have but that's that's an that's like such a unique experience and um do you think so we talk about that and like that experience chat rooms instant messaging how new it was how the internet was like starting do you think 12 year olds today will have conversations 20 years later like we are now talking about how they met and what the internet was like then absolutely yeah yes that's the human experience it's constant especially in civilization it's always rapidly changing like our great our grandparents didn't have electricity so they get together and like can you imagine now look at it and it's that's exactly what is going to keep happening it's a cycle what I'm, what I'm noticing, because now we're, we're like 
transitioning into like a new phase of life. Yes. And how like by certain buzzwords you can connect who was part of like uh, this generation or subgeneration based on the internet because it goes so so quickly. It's like if I say MySpace, AIM. Uh, you, you're revealing your age, or you're revealing your age, <laughs> just like anything else in like culture. You're revealing information about yourself and like a time in your life that you were participating in. Um, Even Vine, like I never got involved Vine. in Vine. I, I didn't like, either because it, we just it wasn't us. Like we was a little bit younger than us, so people that like whatever comes after us. Yeah, like, I forget the people that are after us. Not Gen Z, but we're the millennials who's after us. So I think old people like to make these broad like, categories of like technically millennials are people born between the years 1982 and 2000 right That's but a whole with world away but with technology now that doing generations like that before worked when culture and society was very linear and now with acceleration of technology and the and digital world it just like creates these sub-generations of people. Yes. Um, and so you can tell then the sub-generations of when you're involved with it. Um, it's, it felt like at that time, culture was still, there was still like a sense of monolith culture Whereas like now it feels really fragmented, and I like know nothing about like other things, but I know it's almost like now it's like you just find what you're interested in, and you can live in that community and that space. The algorithm, all we see now are algorithms. We don't see anything except for what we want. If something comes up that, that you don't believe in, exit out, and you'll never see it again. Like we are living in our own little bubble. This is this is the problem. Like when people talk about. Uh, People complaining about, like, I hear, this, like, Facebook, and they're arguing on Facebook with people that have different uh, views in them and stuff like that. And I'm thinking to myself, do you understand that this is all algorithm-based? Mm -hmm. The more you interact with the person, the more the algorithm is going to show that person. Because so you're, like, you feeding into yeah. it. Like, what are you doing to yourself? Um, but... It, this is my problem with the internet now, as much as I love it, and it's, I mean, it's beautiful, it, but it, there's a lot of darkness to it, because now that corporations know how addictive it is and how successful it is, it is one big advertisement. So, like, we ourselves are the product, too. They're selling right. it to us. Like, I was, I was talking about my friend wants a wedding ring, and we were talking about it. Next thing I know, now I'm getting all these ads for wedding rings. A baby, now I'm getting baby spammed and it's just like they're listening they're, yeah. and it, that's the thing that I don't like like I want it to belong to the people not the corporations but I don't know if we'll get but back people, to that this is I don't think we have enough uh, I don't know if they have classes on this in school or but like what do you call this uh, like media media awareness and communication ethics those are all buzzwords but like uh, literacy, mm. media literacy, where like understand that the human brain is now hackable, where wow. all these, uh, if you look at like Silicon Valley, 
we, we can study how the human mind works um, and how science and biology works. And so we can program things like apps and tools to make it feel, to create the same result or feeling that you would get from like game theory and like uh, gambling or bingo and this like uh, reward from interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so on the other side, you have to understand this and we have to communicate and educate people on like everything's trying to hack into your brain and get the results you they want. Their goal is to keep you on apps and things as long as possible Exactly. because they can sell your attention mm-hmm. to advertisers. That's, that's like the whole thing of this. So you have to approach it that way. And it, like in my own life, I've created like a personal philosophy and how I go about using the internet and my phone now and uh, like, like what? So as you can see here, we have three phones. We're using three Perfect. phones. Yes. I, I recognize the amount of power in these devices. I'm not anti devices or like phones. A lot of people will be that way because you know. But you can't exist in society if you're that way anymore. Like you have to give in, you know, a little bit. You don't so have you ha- to. Right. right. So you have to be very intentional about how you go about doing it. And uh, we went to the beach earlier. Yes, we did. Bis- what is it? Biscayne Beach? Key Biscayne. Key Biscayne. Yes. And, uh, you know, I was so paranoid that I was going to drop the phone in the water. <laughs> I, I'm holding on to it like, like a vice grip. And, uh, and like I said, like, there's more. I was talking to Kat Kennedy from NASA. She's been on the podcast three times now. Wow. And we were talking about there's more power. There's more our, technology, you said, in the yeah. phone. Yes, yeah, say that again. There's more technology and power in the single phone in my hand than the technology we use to get to the moon. Boom. That blows my mind. So how are you going to use this tool to your benefit? We now live in like this world where the internet is opening everything up. And there are, if you're intentional, you can go about it in a way to unlock your dreams. Whereas like before you would have to rely on institutions or companies or like all these things and like pray, here's my resume, please, please hire me, please do this, please do that. Like now you can just create the future, your your life, whatever you want to do, just do it and use the phone for it. So what I, I don't scroll. I, I'm very limited in my scrolling. I will on Instagram a little bit, but I use Instagram more as just like a setting up uh, logistics mm-hmm. and like messaging, like especially with the podcast. Uh, I took Reddit off my phone. I could do a better job. I found myself scrolling on Reddit yeah, a lot. Men love that. But like Reddit, what I found with Reddit is like it's too many people whining and complaining. Yeah, that's and what maybe, everything is now. <laughs> maybe that's like the subreddit. Never go on the like ask this, ask that subreddit because it's just people like what I have found also about the internet is that insecure people, people want to, and this goes down to like the human experience, like people want to feel understood and validated and respected and have a sense of belonging. And 
sometimes you can't get that in real life. So yes. the internet allows people to um, experience that in different ways. And there are different platforms where people can really find people they connect with or that feel the same way. So in a lot of these, like say, ask men categories, uh, subreddit. That's uh, a category? They ask men? A subreddit. I don't really know Reddit that well. I, I know it's an unimaginable tool for research if you want to get to yeah, know yeah. anything. And everything is on Reddit before it comes to Instagram and everything. I know that. Right. But what is ask men? It's like men seeking advice and like, uh, probably not wisdom, but like, What's an example of a question that would be asked? I've been so far off of Reddit. One would be like, is it ask men or one of these? It's like someone, someone kind of like shares an experience, you know, maybe they got dumped or maybe they lost their job or maybe like, Hey, I, I lost 15 pounds. Here's my journey type of thing. Mm. And then people respond, the replies to that, like validate that feeling of like, hey, I'm proud of myself for, for doing, doing this. I broke up with my toxic girlfriend after five years and like emotionally abusive situations. And then like other men are sharing their experiences or like this, this can be with like anything. Um, a lot of times people just want to post stuff to just like, vent in a way yes. or just like feel just put it out there because especially in like society like men were not conditioned to be open with Absolutely. our feelings yes. and like toxic masculinity share all of that so like uh you know there's just like different platforms that where you can do that but i find too like it's not a great use like i I find that almost like everything is not productive. Like I talked about my morning routine. Yes. I do the same thing every single morning. And this takes like, like when I'm in Chicago, like four to five hours. Good but it didn't, it didn't start that way. It started with like, okay, I need to, I want to live a better life. How do I go about doing that? Well, you know, I heard like journaling's cool, like good for you. Okay, so I'll start journaling five minutes, right? Or meditating. I got these like bootleg meditations that I've been doing since like bootleg meditations. So my friend shared shared these uh these uh Sam Harris 50 day meditations. Ooh. Is Google, so it's a Google Drive, Google folder with 50 audio of 10 minutes each meditations. It's like 50 days. And I just like do those every single day. So it's like 10 minutes. And then like I used to do journal a little bit. But then you like you see the results and you like feel it inside you. Yes. So it's these habits and like taking action and being proactive that you feel better. And then you, that feeling, you just want to do more and more of it. So the routine didn't start at like four hours, five hours. It's not like one day I'm going to flip a switch and then tomorrow I'm just going to spend five hours on myself. Like it doesn't happen that way. You build up to it, but. But that's what you enjoy and that's what gives your life purpose and meaning is like being aware of your consciousness and, and meditating and, and yeah, taking the time to actually slow down and live, not just, okay, I'm getting up, I'm gonna run out the door and like get stuck in traffic. Like, no, that's so beautiful that you give yeah. that time to yourself. That's the most precious thing you can do. What I've learned or what I believe is that like, 
if you have the fundamentals of like being a the, like the fundamentals of being a human being and like functioning at a high level of our potential, human potential, once you have the fundamentals down, like everything else, it's like playing life on easy mode in a way. Because you're so fundamental, you don't, so if I spend four to five hours a day, and this includes a number of different things, but like you're so focused and your mind is so clear that you're so precise in your actions yes. that everything else is a waste of time. Any answers that I need are not on the internet. Mm. They're, they're right here. Wow. They're right here. Wow. So I don't need to go on like, you know what I mean? Like it's, the more you do these things, it sounds like a lot of time. But if you really do the math of how much time you spend watching Netflix or name another streaming service or like playing video games or, you know, just like picking up your phone and scrolling, all that time adds up. So if you just like allocate your time differently, life is just full of problems. So if you build up the fundamentals as a human being, you can just solve those problems a lot easier. So it's interesting you say that because I'm reading a book. I don't know if you're familiar with Chi and like the Taoist belief and it's like- Huge fan of the Tao Te Ching. Yeah, yeah. So- My guy, Lao Tzu. So basically, when you're watching television or scrolling aimlessly on Instagram, that we think that we're resting, but we're not. And we're, we are, it does take energy, precious energy from our body. Yeah. So when you're doing things like journaling and meditating, you're restoring that energy. So no wonder you feel so good afterwards and you feel ready to take on life because you're not yeah. drained. You're, you're giving back and yeah. honoring yourself. And it's also too, you're able to give, give more to everything around you. So I, I like, say I'm reading philosophy every single day. Every moment, when I, even in my apartment, but like when I step outside the apartment, there's a world that you're interacting with and there are other people in this world. And every interaction you have with somebody is like a ripple effect that spreads. So you wanna make sure, or I make sure that I do my best to have a great interaction with each person because that interaction is gonna it's gonna spread. That's how right? you change the world. Right. But it's you gotta do it all the time. Mm -hmm. You gotta like practice. it's all practice. Every day is just like practice. And it's fun, because then it's like you know that every single day when you wake up, you can make an impact. Every single day. And it's like you don't take breaks from that. You don't take a break from being a human being. You're always a human being. So just just be your best self all the time. Yes. I aspire that. to that, aspire to that, right? I notice when I'm walking in the street and some days everyone's giving me dirty looks and, and I'm just like, what, what is it? Like, why is everyone in a bad mood? Maybe because it's me. Cause then when I'm walking another day and I'm feeling great and I'm just smiling to myself, everybody smiles at me. Like it's, it really is you get what you give and it's all energy and everything like that. But when I smile at someone on the street and connect with them, because now yeah. everyone is so on their phones and that world out there almost feels not real anymore. It feels like the phone is the real world if you get too yeah. trapped in it. So when you connect with someone out there, it's, yeah. it's it feels, like, what it, yeah, what do you think about that with people in screens? Like when I'm on uh, public transportation in Chicago, 
you go on a bus or a train, literally, you just look around and everybody's like this. Mm-hmm. Now, the people will say, like, oh, when they had newspapers, they did that and stuff. But, like, newspapers weren't this, like, active thing trying to... It's... The newspaper I, I feel ends. like it's, it's apples and oranges, I feel like, in a way. Because it's not trying to confirm your... The newspaper isn't actively designed... To target you and, like... And to keep you reading this, right? It ends, it ends. Of course it will come the next day, but when you're finished with the newspaper, you're done. The phone never ends. Yeah. But that's the thing about, that's tricky about public transportation is there's this weird uh, unspoken rule where you're not allowed to really look at anyone. And you learn that quickly when you move to the city because at first you're like, hey, I'm going to change the world. And you're (laughs) smiling at everyone and then somebody like pulls, yeah, does something, pees on you or anything. Anything can happen in the public transportation. So everybody just looks down. So... If you don't have a book or something, you're gonna be on your phone. What do you, what do you do on public transportation? Uh, I would read as much as I could because in Los Angeles, I don't really take it out here, but in Los Angeles, it's underground, most of it, where I was living, so there's no service. So you can't be on your phone, plus you don't want your phone out because somebody's gonna grab it. Like, it's, it's crazy. So I would read or have okay. a friend, but mostly read or stare into the abyss. Yeah. I've... What about you? I used to have, COVID kind of threw this off, of I will say. Like everything? Yeah. <laughs> like Life? I used to, what I have found, there was a point, like last fall, where I felt like so, like more depressed than I have felt in like 10 years. So then I took a step back and then I was like evaluating and being objective okay, what am, I, what am I doing right now? And then like five habits stuck out to me. I wasn't eating healthy. I wasn't like moving. You know, I don't know if, people don't need to be like exercising, going to the gym, like doing all that stuff, but just like move Absolutely. your body, right? Yes. So I wasn't doing that as much. I wasn't clearing space. Now this is a huge one. Like go, just go on a walk. Just let your mind just wander. And that just like, um, like if, if anybody has like a MacBook, for me, I have like an old version and the storage is always getting filled up and it's like disc, it pops up disc full. You can't do anything. So true. And it's like, what? Clear space. And then you clear space and then like the world it, runs, it runs really efficiently again. So our brains are also processors, just like computers. So the less things you put in it and fill up with it, if you clear the space then you're able to operate at a higher level. Um, so that, and then reading. I hadn't been like reading as consistently as before. Because you were depressed too. Like, well, it was to like, read. it was hard to be motivated. Yeah. And the fifth thing, and this is probably the most important thing, was uh, I wasn't being social. Of course, well, that's what it was. That's how they, and this is during lockdown. This COVID, was like right? after, this, this was like. Still residual stuff. 2021. Well, I, I used like a, so COVID happened, I was like, all right, I'm gonna bunker down, I'm gonna just work. So it's just like grinding every day. But now like in Chicago, things were open up. Like things were like really open, but it was kind of like, well, 
I could just like stay in and just well, there work. Was, of course, and you got you got a custom in the beginning. It was torture to stay in. It was oh, I want to be free. Yeah. But yeah, and you couldn't even really walk. So and you were alone. Yeah. And usually, if you are a person who does get depressed, which I think everyone does, you have yeah. a friend or someone that can come and kind of get yeah. you out of your head and give you ideas and regenerate you. But yeah. there wasn't that, and there was a yeah. lot of pressure. And then we're all we're constantly doing is being online and seeing yeah. the world burning and just like it was hard to like even when they reopened, there was still that pressure of don't go out. You're horrible if you go out. Like, so it was, yeah. and it was scary. It still is, you know? So that's, yeah. it's easy. I think most people were depressed afterwards and during. So. But this, yeah, this was like a time, I didn't feel that until like recently. Then I addressed those habits. And like uh, getting back to what you asked before is like, I found that I don't, I don't sit in my apartment and read. Like I won't be like, okay, I have a half hour. I'm gonna like read a book yeah. or read a chapter. I, that's not how I read. What I do is I, I found that like before COVID, I was always out and about of in course. Chicago. And so I would read on public transportation or if I'm meeting with somebody at this time, I'll show up like 45, half hour uh, minutes early and just like read. I'm just reading all these like weird times and then it just like accumulates. But then not having that like going out and about I didn't read, I didn't have that, that joy reading, like just sitting there and reading a book. Just, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that's, uh, so that's how I interact with it. And how did you, and you, that's what prompted you to start this morning routine, like looking around and realizing you were missing all of those things or? No, my morning routine helped me realize why I was feeling this way. Mm. It's like I was feeling this way, but the morning routine helped me determine, like identify these things that were happening. Um, and that's, I think, the value of like self-reflection. Absolutely. Like if you don't, if you don't actually like, just take the time to think about your life. Just take a step back. Be in silence if you need to, like think about your life and the problems you have. Right? We all have problems. Life is full of problems. Of course. They remain problems if you don't figure out how to solve them. So you have to identify, okay, I have a problem here. I'm feeling this way. This is a problem. I don't want to feel this way. What, what am I doing right now? And just like being objective about yourself. Process of elimination too. Yeah. It's like, okay. Okay, now I can work on these things. Now I can be proactive. Whereas, like, if you don't, if you don't take the time to identify, like, what, well, be aware that you are feeling this way, which is fine, yes. which is totally okay. It's normal. You're right. Okay, so why? Get to why. Okay, now let's think. What, what have I been doing? What am I not doing? Okay, how can I do it better? And then check up on yourself. Like, how am I doing in the progress of this? Um, what do you think? Uh, is it like part of culture that, American culture in particular, where we feel like we have to be productive yes. all the time? Um, it's, it's American. You're very sharp. It's American <laughs> culture. It's, and it's everywhere. It is the world, absolutely. Not every single country, but... That like we were talking about, every everyone has money that you need to work for in yeah. some way, shape, or form. But 
America is the most get up, grind, don't worry about friends, I don't need relationships, I want money, I want that. Like, And we also are pretty much the only country, as far as I'm aware, really, that has credit cards to the limit, to the way, the effect that yeah. we have it. Like it's, we go and we, it's not even real. Most people don't even have money, they just have this credit. Yeah. So it's like, ugh, I don't know, it's, it's, I'm going off on a whole different thing, but it is only America for sure. That's that's also why we're like obese and sick and dealing with yeah. all these problems that a lot of countries are not because they don't work their lives away. They take time to have a long lunch break, to enjoy talking to yeah. their friends, to sit, to read, like, yeah. So like all of that, what we're not really communicating or what's not communicated in American culture is like, how to be productive and like productivity what i find in myself and that's like why i'm i'm here in miami is like i'm stumbling across where i'm not as productive as i would like to be i think i can do better how how can i be better i'm gonna take a break i'm gonna chill out a little bit absolutely so i'm in miami i'm i'm able to like remove myself and think more and reflect and just enjoy just be and being in another environment, you you get out of your like your habits, and you 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 are impress yourself a lot of times. Just how you're and it like solutions. This what is what's so earlier? crazy. So like uh, what about I, what the, the thumbprints and filling in the. Oh yes, okay. So uh, we're talking about uh, well to finish that kind of thought is like solutions come in some of the most unexpected places and being able to understand that because it doesn't feel like if i go for a walk i'm being productive but so many times when i go on a walk i solve my problems Absolutely. i come up with solutions that's when your creative mind is actually working and you're <laughs> yeah. open to receiving but it's never really communicated that way and I feel like, uh, so we want to, life is full of problems. The best thing to do is to solve those problems and figure out unconventional ways to solve those problems or how, understand how you operate to solve those problems. So the, the fingerprint thing we were yes, talking about. So we were that. on the beach. We were just That's like impressive. in the water. First of all, like regenerating, wasn't that? Magical, absolutely beautiful. So that was, uh, how many beaches have I been on now? That was the third beach. So like Mid Beach, South Beach, and then this is like Key Biscayne Key Beach. Key Biscayne, yes. This, this felt like different. It was so much more chill. It reminded me of just like a, you know, just we're just like off over here. It felt just... Healing. Yeah, it felt different. And something you noted was like, there are trees there. Yes and palm trees and like uh, something I love about like traveling to a place like Miami is the palm trees because coming from north Absolutely. there's you don't see these so it's like a s symbolism of like healing freedom. and relaxation freedom warm weather uh, so it had those on it the wet the water was calm and warm so we we're in there then we like left out of the water and I was like actually let's, let's go, go back. back in the water but we're talking about this, this fingerprint and um, filling in like, the facets of who you are. Type. Yeah, it's it's like 
I was thinking about this earlier today, how I just enjoy being here in Miami, whereas I think there's a lot of pressure from images outside or wherever they may come from of like, you have to see the entire world and you have to do everything. And it's like, I'm here only for a, a certain amount of time yes. on earth. I should just, it's like figuring out what I like to do, what, what, uh, what interests me and just do that and then do it like regularly so it's about i enjoying what you enjoy yeah enjoying what you enjoy yes. and understanding you can't do everything you know and then also too there's like a an added pressure say when you're traveling if i'm choosing to take a vacation somewhere you know i chose to come here in miami but i could have chosen other places with warm weather too to me what's becoming really uh fulfilling is it's kind of like and i experienced this with new york where you go somewhere for the first time and it's kind of like uh for the apple users <laughs> that like before you had to like this goes back to like technology again where you had to like use your fingerprint to like create this like login now it uses your face i haven't set up the I, face no, thing I would yet never. that scares me <laughs> so i haven't done that yet yeah but like uh so you have the fingerprint and then, so it asks you, uh, okay, do it once. Okay, now do it again. So the first time it like, it got a general framework of what your fingerprint looks like to use. Second time is like, okay, we're gonna fill it in a little bit more so we have a better picture of it. And then we're gonna ask you to do it, do it the side of your thumb and then the other side and then do the top and then do the bottom. And I find like traveling, it's like you go to a place once you get a general vibe of it. Then you go twice. Okay, now I'm starting to fill in the nuances. And that's like, uh, in New York, visiting my friend Joe, who's been on the podcast before, Joe Anhalt. It's like, every time I go to New York now, there's less pressure to like, figure out New York or do New York things. It's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do Is me out here. Yeah, I'm just gonna, just gonna be here, right? And, you know, visiting him, I think like five times now in New York. And now this is my, my third time overall, but my first time in Miami was like 10 years ago. So last year I came to Miami, that was probably like the actual like real thumbprint yes. of the experience. And now like this trip has just been like, I'm just filling in the fingerprints and just getting uh, more nuanced and it's more laid back, I would say. Like I don't feel like I have to like do all the things and I'm, I'm hanging out with like more people. Um, yeah, it's just like more, even more enjoyable. I'm impressed with you that you found a train to Fort Lauderdale. I didn't even know that exists. The Bright Line, what's it called? The Bright Line, yeah. I had no idea. Where did you catch that? My Uber driver. What? I, I, I enjoy having conversations with my Uber drivers because they know, they like, I used to be an Uber driver myself. So I've, I've like done over like 4,000 rides. Wow. And you get like a vibe and a pulse and you know where like things are and what's going on. And uh, we had this real nice conversation. I have this conversation with like a lot of people. It's like, I don't mind the Chicago winter, but it's the like spring where it's like 30 to 50 degrees and gray every day for like two months. Like, I, I don't like the in-between of things. Absolutely. Uh, so it's like, you know what? I'm gonna go to Miami and just like hang out for a little bit. And um, some, some vitamin D. 
And uh, so I, I took this trip with this great conversation and um, yeah, she, she pointed out like, oh, if you're coming, if you're taking Miami to Fort Lauderdale again, like you can just take this bright line here and this is the station where it's at. What, what, where is the station? I, I couldn't tell you in particular. Just Google it. Yeah. But uh, Google it. Google it. Why do I? You, you think I have that information? Just look I mean, up Google. You were there. It's like it's like downtown Miami, or it's like Fort Lauderdale. I so, yesterday was like a day of problem solving. Okay. This I could have let yesterday get you down. Get me down. So I, I recorded a podcast earlier with uh, Shelby Thomas, marine biologist. We had like this miscommunication. Uh, and we recorded this morning at the Frost Science Museum. Um, but originally, I thought we were recording yesterday in Fort Lauderdale. Mm. So I went up to Fort Lauderdale. I took the buses, and then I hopped <laughs> in an Uber. Uh, and then I got to the beach, and then we like missed each other. So then we're like, oh, it's like no big deal. Like, I'm on a big... I'm, That's horrible. It can be if you let it. Yes. It's your reaction to things, right? That, that really make or break anything. Um, and it's like being angry or like being frustrated, like it doesn't solve problems, it doesn't make anything better. So just like, just solve the problem then. So, um, so the Uber driver before that d- dropped me off, you told me about the Bright Line, so I'm like, okay. So I'll... you got to Fort Lauderdale via bus and Uber and then you caught the Bright Line in Fort Lauderdale back to Montana. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I was like, okay, how do I solve this problem now? I have to get back to Miami. Um, so then I took an Uber to the Bright Line and then got on it. And it was like the most impressive train experience I've had. Really? I was blown away by the Bright Line. Like you walk in and it's like, a, it's like an Apple store. Everything now that's like new and hip, it, like LaGuardia, when I go into LaGuardia, it's just like, oh, it's the Apple store. And it's like all the materials they use and the minimalism and the design yes. and the just like smoothness and customer experience. It was, it was just like so fantastic. And then while I was on the train, the service is just like impeccable. It's phenomenal. So wait, the Apple store gives impeccable service? I've never really actually been. I don't know. I'm more of the design okay, okay. of the building. Okay. Uh, I couldn't tell you too much about the service. Yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah. gone there enough, but um, so this train experience, it's like- But the bright line. The bright line. Let me tell you about it. So it allowed me a chance to, I love like urban planning and learning about how like cities operate. Cause yes. cities are like ecosystems. And I love, like when I go to a city, mostly what I'm interested in is just like seeing all the interdependent parts of a city that make it what it is from the people and how they, how they dress, how they conduct themselves, how they, the things that they do, how they interact with their environments, the architecture, the streets, the like, even from the cracks on the sidewalks to like, or there's a lack of, not cracks on the sidewalk, but like potholes and things that weathering would cause in Chicago. And you can just tell a lot about a place by just like observing your surroundings and transportation, how, how people move in a city is important. So like, I've been using the bus system and the, the Metro Mover, and then now the Bright Line, um, Uber. Of course. 
and then you drove me. So yes. I got I got like all these different ways of transportation and experiences. Um, and so you can take something like that where you can get down on yourself for like, okay, we're not recording today. We're gonna record tomorrow. It screws up the day a little bit or the plans, but you know what? I'm gonna now turn I'm it into a positive. And I learned about this train and I'm like so inspired by this train. Like, why can't every train in America run like this? I want to take that train. I really want to see. I, yeah. Because I, 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 getting to Fort Lauderdale is kind of annoying. It's, it shouldn't be because it's not that far. It's the but, easiest. Yeah. Most awesome, pain-free experience. Really? I'm like, I hear about like trains in Japan and like Europe has a reputation of being yes, like good with trains. Great. Yeah. This Brightline train. From it goes Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and West Palm Beach. It's awesome. Really, we've got to take you to when you go to California again. There is it's called the Surf Liner, and you take it from Los Angeles to San Diego or vice versa. It can go all around California, and it's the, one of the most beautiful train rides. And I think you would be very impressed. I've never yeah. been to the Brightline, so I can't compare it. It okay. may be far superior the Brightline, but. The surf liner is you ride along the ocean. You can have a nice beer. Yeah. It's, it's clean. It's it's impressive. So American yeah. trains are not all lost. There are some good ones. That's all I'm curious about too. Like in the 21st century, how like infrastructure. I don't know how many times I was like smiling to myself this trip of like the materials. I'm so interested in materials. In, in what sense? Like, so everything. So I talked to, uh, I learn a lot from guests. Everybody that comes on, like my, my mind and perspective is expanded. And we talked to these, uh, I keep going back. This is probably one of my favorite episodes. The Mansour uh, scientists. They're siblings, three siblings that live in Istanbul. Whoa. And they're all scientists and engineers. And they're living here or? They live in Istanbul. And how did you connect with them? On Zoom. Wow. We're just like chatting. Yeah. So they're, their, their parents are from Pakistan and Iran, and they were medical doctors, but their hobby was sapphires and gems. Ooh. So they would go vacation, or they would go take trips to Thailand. There's a city on the border uh, of Thailand, and like 90% of the gems and sapphires sold in the world go through that city. Really? So they became inspired by that, and they got into like gemology, minerals, materials. And that led him into like physics and uh, and talking to other people that study physics, everything in the universe is made up of atoms. But what makes things what they are is how they're assembled. So what they were saying is that, like you notice all these buildings in Miami and they're like teal and glass and yes. like all cool looking, but those materials didn't necessarily exist in the, in the past. And even in Chicago with like glass, you see this a lot, like glass skyscrapers and stuff. And we were saying like the material, what does the skyline of Chicago look like 50 years from now? We probably can't imagine it because those materials don't exist. But now in the 21st century with quantum computing, you can take elements on the periodic table and put them together in combinations. Whereas before, and like model the result, like through computers and like, like that. Whereas before you would have to actually take those elements and then see the results and then, okay, start over again. And then like, so it's, it cuts down on the resources, the time, labor, uh, 
um, the energy. It's so cheap to do, and this technology can be used. The first trillionaire of the world will come from materials, and it could be a 15-year-old with a laptop、mm. that discovers it. And it will be. <laughs> so it's like, you know, they aren't going to be the ones that are in AOL chat rooms. They missed out. They're going to be in like science chat rooms、exactly. now, and like, yo, what'd you get for that gallium、uh, combination and nitrogen and.、Uh, But、it won't even be that. It's soon gonna be like just all in front of us, like 3D、yeah. holograms. Anyways, continue. Because materials, the most like, so just walking around Miami, I just notice the buildings and just like everything, how everything is designed and made, and I'm just like so excited. And what's different <laughs> about the materials they use to build buildings here versus Chicago? Because Chicago has winter, we have hurricanes and crazy、right. winter. Los Angeles, they have to withstand.、Uh, Earthquakes, earthquakes and yeah, I mean pretty much earthquakes or fires,、yeah. but that's like. So I'm I, yeah, that's something I'm very curious about. Is like just the. The world around us, how we design, because. Everything is interrelated. So, you know, because the residents of the city, they have to look at all the buildings. They have to like, how does that? What do these buildings communicate to the residents that live here? Does it inspire them? Does it you know. There's like such a, a, a connection that that everything has within a city, and so like just detaching yourself from the city you live in and experiencing it here, there's all those same structures, right? There's you know transportation, there's you know physical buildings, there are、uh, people, like, but everything is different and unique and beautiful、yes. at the same time, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> I love the way you think. Ah,、uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I appreciate that. It's true.、Um, well, we are closing on time a little bit here. What? What are you curious about recently? Well, we'll end on this question. In 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 just any sense, or I mean, I'm I'm life. What's or... giving me meaning and and happiness in a world where it's kind of hard to find? If if you're not present, because it, of course every, there's meaning in everything, but music is has really been just and and any kind of creativity like art is. I'm、yeah. just like diving into that, and because I think that is what balances、yeah. out the negative. Things in the world, and 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 not just going to like Reddit and complaining like that. That is a form of art, also. But just anything is art. Anything is art. Anything and everything. Everything is art. But I think that it's just that is what will keep us good and human and art. It's the only yeah, like true expression.、Yeah. But that's what's been interesting me. I, I mean, I、yeah. wish I was. I had more of a scientific brain. I've, I've just been talking to a lot of scientists recently. That's how I came to that. But like. Science itself is art, and every literally everything is art. I'm reading this book right now called Nothing and Everything. I've been reading it at the beach and stuff, and it's like even silence is substantial in a way. You know, it's the most substantial, like one、yeah. of the most. Yeah, it's interesting. What、um, about you? What has been motivating, interesting you? I would say the materials. Yes, that's that's what I'm most I'm curious about. Right the... I'm circle back to the materials. <laughs> Probably not a common answer, but、uh, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm excited uh, personally to take what I've like kind of learned or discovered. I view life in like kind of puzzle pieces and it's kind of this adventure that I'm on in life where I just like, I try to find puzzle pieces everywhere to like put together this puzzle Absolutely. that I know I'll never actually complete. Because we can't. We're, we but, it's, but it's fun and it's adventurous and it's like uh, just like constantly learning and, and exploring my curiosity. Uh, just being here in Miami and, and, and you guys inviting me into your space. This is of an course. incredible space. Thank like, you for coming. It's a- I was like, right when we came in, I, I was like, wow, look at this bar. It's just like... You guys know how to decorate. It's not me. It's Sebastian. I wish okay. it was me. I, any crystal is me. Or he's, like books clutter, that's me. He's minimalist. Like he, he's all He's got about, these trunks. We were talking about the Titanic. <laughs> what did you say before? We were like... So oh. I was over... I was listening to them as Sebastian was giving Richie, Richard, a tour. And... They just sounded like young boys talking about like, but when you're younger, you're, it's like, oh, check out my Pokemon collection or yeah, yeah. I got these. And then, but replace it with, oh yeah, this is my trunk. It's, it's from the Titanic era. And they're like, oh yeah. wow, just like the same excitement. <laughs> but as you age, what you're excited about, I found that humorous. Yeah, I, I just, I love how, this is something I'm curious about. It's like how people um, use their spaces to communicate like who they are yes. and Artistic. what their interests are. Artists. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of that comes down to art and uh, phenomenal space here. What I love in Miami too is the natural sunlight, the lighting, yes. all the glass and just like, Miami's a pretty great place. It's the best. It's, it's uh, not the best, but it's one of the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially yeah, right nice. now. Now is the time to be in Miami, I think. I mean, I, I'm sure other people who were here 20 years ago thought so, but especially during the pandemic when I was here and looking yeah. around and just seeing people, I was like, this is it. This is like the spot. Well, it's funny you say that too, because like, like, I didn't just come to Miami to just like go to the beach. I actually has only been on the beach like a few times during this trip and for like a short amount of time. What I'm most curious about is like, it's not coincidental that I'm here. Yes. Having conversations with people, just like observing the world has brought me here now because I hear, like I know, I know that Miami is like. It's happening. There's a lot happening here. And a lot of forward thinking is happening here and uh uh, yeah, I was just so excited to explore it more. So it's it fun. And it was so cool to know that like you lived here. And it was like, well, we haven't met each other in exactly. person. We should take this as an opportunity and, and uh, you know, hang out. Thank so I appreciate you. Thank you for making this happen. Yeah. Thank you for reaching out and having this idea and, and considering me interesting enough to talk to you on your podcast. I'm very honored. Of course. So. We have such a shared interest, interesting uh experience exactly but it's not it's unique and also not i feel like that experience isn't talked about enough like millennials during the early internet era what it was like like i think that itself is interesting and we can just see the like like uh we have a lot of software engineers on the podcast and what they what they describe to me is that there are just layers and layers and layers building on the internet and we were at a like very basic level raw layer of the internet. Stickfiguredeath.com. Did anyone else know that? I, I don't or know. Homestar Runner? 
Nobody, I feel like I heard a stick figure death. Stick figure death was huge. And it was just like all these different ways stick figures could die. And that was like so exciting on the internet, just signing on to like watch stick figures die. And how like, scary, but... not to like go back again, cause we're like wrapping up here, but like how like pure and joyful the internet was Absolutely. at the beginning of like the, before like uh, c c consumer was like happening before and like e-commerce in a way, but like- That was on the television. The like internet people, was its own thing. Like people interacting in this like, uh, just joyful space of sharing information and, and stories. And uh, it was a beautiful time. Yes, it was. And we We, we still hear, are in a beautiful time, even a little bit scary. What is life? Yes, a and, and it's beautiful too. Like we talk about that beautiful time and now that beautiful time planted a seed that has sprouted and now here we are, we are. blossom and uh, you and I are together in the space, former, uh, <laughs> former AIM girlfriend and uh, broke my heart. Uh, but we're here and life is, life is good and we're gonna continue to move forward. Yes. So thanks for listening and watching and uh, have a fantastic day. Thanks again to Kelly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for listening to Rich Conversations. Again, you can follow Kelly on Instagram at QTKelmo. Take some time to think and reflect on your own experiences with the internet. Where has it been before? Where are you now? And where's it gonna go? And how are you going to interact with this moving forward and incorporate it into our lives? Uh, very fascinating, very uh, futuristic in a way, but take some time and have a fantastic day.